living God. Amen. Wow, what a difference a day makes. <laughs> it's nice to be back home. And this morning, as probably doesn't come as a surprise for some of you, I'm going to talk about vocation. But not mine so much, but the shared vocation that we all have as baptized people. Now, I want to start by saying, in case you hadn't noticed, the emperor is naked. Now, this is not a political discourse. And it's not about either political party, but it is about us. We are the ones who are naked. Because we're not wearing the clothing of Christ that clothing that makes us heirs of God's kingdom. We have allowed ourselves to be sold an empty box, but we're treating the contents as if they are priceless. We have been sold the box of the world, and we have set aside our citizenship in God's kingdom. Yesterday, I got clothed with a collar and a stole. And yes, there is the call to ordained ministry. And some of us are deacons, and some of us are priests, and some of us are bishops. But we have a shared vocation. And that shared vocation requires that we clothe ourselves in the gospel. But we are like Elijah and the man tormented by legion. Now this reading from the King, first Kings has a special place in my discernment because like Elijah, I tried to hide in a cave. It was a cave of my own making, mind you. And I had tried to give God some perspective on things. Uh, they were my, it was my perspective, but, and of course, he needed my help and needed my insight. And after sharing my views, I said my prayers and I went to sleep. And the next morning, God provided me with perspective. And there were five readings, one of them being this one from 1 Kings and others from the Old and New Testament, and they were all about vocation. And at the time, Vocation was something those other people did. The deacons and the priests and the bishops. I had only helped out. You know, after all, I was an acolyte and did some stuff on Sunday mornings, and then there were the vestry meetings, and occasionally fixing some toilets now and again. But I wasn't going to do that other stuff. I was hiding in a cave. And I had missed the whole point of my baptized life. The baptized life means that we, all of us, every single one of us, is to proclaim and live out the gospel. Now, Elijah had a good day the day before. 
He had challenged the prophets of Baal and Ahab to a duel of sorts, you know, their God against Yahweh. And Yahweh cleaned Baal's clock, and Elijah decimates the prophets and destroys the altars. And in that moment, he was pretty sure of his vocation. But when challenged by Jezebel and told that she was going to come after him and do the same to him, he runs for the hills and hides out in a cave. But God sends him back into the world. And the reading about the man tormented by legion was not one of my other readings, but it is also about vocation. Because after he was healed, he asked Jesus, can I go with you? But Jesus said, stay. Stay and proclaim the gospel and what God has done for you where you are. So some of us are called to go, and some of us are called to stay. But we are all called to do that through our baptismal covenant and being clothed by Christ. Now there's one thing about perspective. When you're looking through them with your own eyes, you may miss the very thing that God is calling us to do. But looking through God's lens, we see that our vocation, while the how may be different, the what and the why is exactly the same. I was called to respond as an ordained person. And you are called as well. Our Jezebels may have a different name or face, and our legion may be a different set of hurdles and potholes, and our caves and tombs may be of our own making. They may not literally be dank or dark, but they are just as void of light. Because living out God's call is uncomfortable. It's a challenge, and in sometimes it is downright frightening. But we are not to let fear or judgment or discomfort get in the way of the gospel. We are sent each week through those doors out into the world to find the false prophets, the oppressed, the chained, and the broken, and not leave them where they are. There are children denied basic human needs because there is no law that says it's mandatory. That is not the gospel. There are people rationally their insulin because the prices have skyrocketed so much that even with insurance, they may not be able to afford it. That is not the gospel. And there are men and women and children who are still victims of ethnic, racial, and religious injustice. And that is not the gospel either. Our vocation as brothers and sisters in Christ, united because of the cross, is to go into the wilderness or throughout the city and proclaim a different way, to affect a difference in this world. N.T. Wright writes that our vocation is to be a royal priesthood. He states that the royal and priestly vocation of all human beings is to stand at the interface between God and his creation, 
bringing God's wise and generous order to the world and giving articulate voice to creation's glad and grateful praise to its maker. The final goal of human beings is not doing and living well. That's the empty box. It is the task of being a royal priesthood, worship and stewardship, and generating justice and beauty are our primary vocations because we are God's redeemed people. Our citizenship is first and foremost in God's kingdom. And the things of this world that don't look like, sound like, or act like the kingdom is fair game. The way of love commands it and our baptismal covenant demands it. Like Elijah, we have a choice. We can stay in the cave and, and hide, or we can show up and face our Jezebels. And I believe that Jesus really means for us to love as he loved, loving our neighbor and our enemy. I believe our society has become paralyzed and complacent in some ways and downright ugly in others. We become chained to patterns that don't feed our souls. Running from instead of to changes that liberate ourselves and others. Working so hard to keep our piece of the pie. But we've missed that the recipe isn't right and the pie is no longer good or beneficial. We are operating as if the clothes of the world are our clothes, and that God's abundance isn't abundance, and letting the illusion of scarcity dictate our thoughts and actions. Now it's hard developing new patterns and shedding old habits, but we won't live the life, the life that God wants for us and our neighbors and our enemies in the cave. Paul tells us that we are heirs of the kingdom. And if this is, I mean, the way we're living in this world today is what is left to us, would you want this? Do you want this? We're called to be a real royal priesthood to co-create with God an inheritance worthy of the gospel. Yahweh has set us apart as a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. And in Romans, Paul tells us that we are in the priestly service of the gospel of God. And if our vocation is to be God's royal priesthood, our work is to lay down our fears and exercise our demons of scarcity, prejudice, accumulation, overconsumption, and intolerance and go into the wilderness and into the cities to live out that gospel. It looks like clean water for the thirsty, and clothes and food, proper shelter and medical care for the refugee, the imprisoned, and the poor. It is justice, and it is justice for all. Turning over the tables and systems that disenfranchise people it is radical hospitality and compassion 
and empathy, and it is the way of love. Jesus and Paul taught that agape, the love for God and our neighbors and our enemies, is the most important tenet. And Jesus gave us, his disciples, illustrations of that love through his behavior and his parables and his commission. And Paul gave us markers to follow through his exhortations to the churches so that we would become the communities that reflected that love. Individually and within community, we are to share who we are, the royal priesthood, to show others God's kingdom of love and grace and mercy. We are to complain, proclaim Jesus as the Christ and live our lives following his mission, and we are to share what we have, what God has done for us, and lead lives that mirror the gospel. And we do not forsake that gospel, even if we are afraid or facing demons. To be a royal priesthood, we are to bring forth God's kingdom through mission and worship. We are to live out the good news and reconcile people to each other and to God. Brother Joffrey Tristram wrote, you can say no to your vocation and you can choose a life more in keeping with your parents' wishes or social convention or simply greater security and wealth. But God, who knows the secrets of our heart, will never stop calling us and inviting us and enticing us to live the life for which we have been made. Our vocation is to clothe ourselves with Christ and to wear it as brothers and sisters in Christ, united because of the cross, to go into the wilderness or throughout the city and proclaim a different way. <clears throat> 